You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 68 of Two Goals, One Mike. A beautiful intro there from Dwayne Steinel and uh, friends of the program. I'm Johnny Cullen, as always. We're joined by Chris Ostrander as well today. But um, a special edition, we're, we're very uh, pleased to be joined by Owen Power, um, recent gold medal winner at the World Championship Coming off his freshman season at University of Michigan, go Wolverines. Owen, big fan of yours. Uh, thanks for taking the time to be here, bud. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Yeah, buddy, thank you for, uh, you know, uh, make, taking the time to be on here with us. Uh, you know, I hope you're ready to laugh. And I got one question for you, bud, and I need to answer. How do you take your chicken wings? Uh, I just have, like, barbecue. Nothing barbecue? Else. Next That's question. the city's answer. Dwayne likes like, to catch people with that. Well, no, 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 no. The, the, the most important question is, and you have the opportunity to be the first guy, first one we've had on, to answer this question correctly because there's only one right answer. Ranch or blue cheese? Uh, I already know mine's the wrong answer. I don't have either, so. What? That's a, that's a yeah. smart hockey player right there. <laughs> Just, just not even getting in, not, not even stirring the pot at all. Not even trying to stir the. I'll, I'll, I'll give him it. Okay, I'll, I guess. I mean, you know, people, people want to know ranch or blue cheese, but I guess Owen's gonna leave me hanging. That's fine. Whatever. Hey, so Owen, you know what? We, we, we're big fans of yours. Um, you know, growing up being a Mississauga kid, uh, we used to joke when I was in the O that you know playing in the GTHL is like uh, the mini OHL, right? It's the, it's the hockey mecca of, of the minor hockey world. Uh, before we get into, you know, more recent stuff, you know, what was that like for you growing up? You know, did you play with the reps your whole life? Um, and, you know, like, how did you, you know, become, how did you fall in love with the game? Um, yeah, I mean, I played, I played for the reps, I think six, six of the seven years I played in the G. I played my first year for, for the Sands and then um, the rest of the reps, I was there the whole time. And then um, falling in love with the game, I think just, I always had backyard rink in uh, my backyard, so um, I think that's kind of where I where I first fell in love with it, just skiing around there, and um, I think it's just took off since then. That's awesome. You know, you, you're playing in the GTHL, getting drafted by Flint, choosing to go to Michigan, which I think is a great choice. My dad is an Ohio State grad, so me and my brother became Michigan Wolverine fans purely out of spite. We're talking wallpaper, everything. Um I, I've been to Yost a couple times. My my buddy Steve Racine uh, was a goaltender uh, that played there, uh, that that had me down there, uh, and I was in Windsor right over the border. 
But um, your your time at Michigan, how's it been so far? I, I know that you guys have some unfinished business uh, that Dwayne wanted to talk about. Um, but how have you enjoyed your time there so far? Um, yeah, I, th I thought my first year was awesome. Um, we, had, we had a great, great team and a really good group of guys. So um, it was a lot of fun. Obviously, we didn't really get to experience the, the true kind of college freshman um, lifestyle or whatever, just with cold and everything. So um, that was kind of a bit disappointing. But I think just for, for what it was, I think it was unbelievable for what we were able to do. Um, I thought hockey wise, it was awesome. And um, yeah. Yeah, you know that, that what, what Carly said about the unfinished business. That's gonna lead me into my next question. Is you know, you know, obviously, you know, it's no secret that you're leaning, you know, going back to school, which I agree with personally. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of that decision. And um, is that because of that unfinished business? Because you had that brass ring so close in front of you. You guys were, I think, were ranked number two in the nation. And for me, I had you guys picked to win the whole thing. Like I thought you guys had such a powerhouse team. You played so well in the Big Ten. Um, and just I, I, I just thought that, you know, once once when push came to shove to get into that tournament there, you guys couldn't lose. In my opinion, I thought you had such strong goaltending, obviously uh, up front with Johnson and Maddie, Maddie uh, up front, your uh, top two centers. And then, um, you know, you, you on the back end and then uh, Strauss and uh, Portillo and that. I just thought you guys were so good. Do you feel like that unfinished business is what's really, you know, driving that decision for you? Um, yeah, I think it probably plays a little bit. Um, just having kind of a good, really good shot of, of winning national championship is definitely something that, um, I would like to, to do and like to have, but I think a lot of it's just, I think it, it could be better for my development, just having that extra year and, um, being able to de develop another year in college. So, um, it, it definitely plays a part, um, but I don't think it's totally based off that. We were talking about it before the show, Owen, and, and when you look at a guy like Cal McCarr, right, has a, has a good season at UMass his freshman year, decides to go back after being a high pick, and, and it benefited him greatly, right? You see him make that transition into Colorado and instantly become, you know, a top 10 defenseman, right? More comfortable, able to, to play that 200-foot game that, that you play as well, be, be a power play quarterback, but have that jam to play in your own end, which, which you do so well, right? So, like, you see the similarities, right? You're, you guys aren't the same players, but, you know, his decision obviously worked out for him. So, you know, obviously there's, there's, there's some, you know, proof in the pudding that, 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 that there's, you know, it's a good idea to, to have that. I think you highlighted on something, and I wanted to bring it up. Yoast is such a special building to play in, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure from the first time you visited Michigan to every day you're in there, it's 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 the pride of of you know putting on that jersey and and, and wanting to play in front of those fans in that university, and and not being able to do that in in a, in a non normal year, it must have been tough. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. It's it's, it's obviously got to be a weird year this year, you know, coming in after two good years in the USHL, expecting to, you know, be playing in front of packed houses and, and, and one of the best conferences in hockey. And, and then, you know, COVID hits. Um, yeah, I mean, I think going my first, my first visit there, I went and watched the game and um, it was unbelievable there, um, just the atmosphere. So uh, obviously that's something you kind of look forward to is, is playing in front of Yost and then, 
uh, when when the decision was made to not really allow any fans. It was, it was a bit disappointing, but um, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we were able to play hockey where there's plenty of kids that, that didn't even get a season. So um, I think you just had, had to look at the positives in that situation. Hey, Owen, I had a question for you about, you know, obviously with the obvious COVID impacts notwithstanding, how, you know, how was life at Michigan, you know, from, from the hockey perspective dif- differ from your time with Chicago and the USHL? Uh, you mean like at the rink or like just yeah. in general? Yeah, just more more or less in general, just in terms of, uh, you know, the time that you spent w- with Chicago, whether it be, you know, practice, billeting, you know, you name it. Uh, versus, you know, how, how things were, were run in Michigan? Um, yeah, I mean, I think at the rink is, is pretty similar. You're, you're practicing pretty much every day. You're working out um, all the time. But I think definitely away from the rink, it was a lot different. Um, in Chicago, you go home to a bill, you have um, food kind of ready for you once you come home. And um, you, it's kind of like second parents, um, most bills, especially mine. We're, we're second parents. We're in, in college. You're you're going back to a house. Um, that's just guys on the team living there. You got to make your own dinner, or, or go get your own dinner, um, do your own laundry, clean, and all that stuff. So um, I think you definitely got to uh, grow up a little bit um, moving from college to uh, or from the USHL. So I think that's just away from the rink was probably the biggest difference. Mm. I mean, I, I remember being spoiled, Owen. I was a suitcase. I got traded four times, but I was lucky. I had the best billets in the world, right? And and, and you talk about it like when you were in the juniors, um, just having that lifestyle of, you know, being with the boys or having a roommate, coming home to a home-cooked meal, and then, you know, the, the transition of, you know, being a pro or in college, kind of having to deal with that time management. But in your time in Chicago, you, you played with some really talented players, right? Mastermony uh, is a stud. I know you guys had a very successful year. It Was it your first year there that you guys went to the finals? Yeah. What was that year like stepping in um, as, as, as an underager? Uh, you know, obviously the best junior A league in, in the world um, into a, a good Chicago Steel team. Um, what were the boys like there? And, um, you know, what, what was, what was that season at, for your development? How important was that for you? Um, yeah, I think that was, that was a huge part of my, my development. I think, um, going, going into the year, I didn't really know much, much to expect, expect with, um, just brand new, all the staff was brand new then. Um, so you didn't really know much to expect and then you, you saw our first, I don't know, six games and, um, we were pretty brutal. So, um, I think just seeing, seeing the team develop and, and seeing myself develop throughout the whole year to end up losing in the finals, I think was, um, definitely sign that, um, I, I learned a ton from and just was, it was huge for my development. I think. You had a few games with Barnaby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just saw him. We we have an elite league here, the FHL. Shout out Fatty Hockey League, uh, five-time champion right here. Beat Pat Kane and Gergensons about five years ago. Not a big deal. Um, but Barnes, uh, we played him the other the other week, and uh, he's a great kid. Lights up the room. Funny guy. Happy to see him have some success. We we've had his dad on here quite a bit. Um, 
But, you know, just going through that list of, of Gunnar Wolf, you know, you know, he's going on to bigger and better things. Mastermony, right? Um, what, what did you notice from, from the USHL to, to Big Ten hockey? Because I know you didn't play a ton of out-of-conference games. The, the biggest difference in, 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 in the hockey, right, now that you've gotten a taste of, of you know, playing on, on the big rinks, the Olympic rinks, right? Like for me, when I went to play in the Holinka tournament, it was a completely different game, right? Now, obviously, I never played in the USHL, but, you know, the jump from USHL to, to Big Ten and and then on to, you know, international play, what, what's that like? Um, yeah, I, I think from the USHL to Big Ten, it, it wasn't too much of a jump. With speed-wise and strength-wise, I feel like um, it wasn't too much of an adjustment. I think just the basic thing was just how much more, more structured um, college hockey was. Um, compared to the USHL, so it was, it was a lot harder to, to create offense, and um, you kind of had to find different ways to create it. But I think from going to college to to the international um, at the World Championships, I think just the biggest difference was that. I think the big ice, um, I think defending's probably a lot harder on on the big ice. I think, but I think offensively, it's it's a lot easier. So um, I thought it definitely had had it had its pros and cons, and um, I think depends which way you look at it. It, it was some areas were, were a pretty smooth adjustment. And then um, I think some areas were, were a bit more difficult. Well, you made a great point and you saw it as the, as the tournament wore on, not just with you, but with your whole team, right? Like I, I, I struggled on the big rink and I was a goalie being a defenseman. You talk about your gaps, right? And not only that, but um, possession in the offensive zone going low to high, right? And dealing with all that. Um, but to see your game improve, and, and it was fun to see um, you you use your boots and 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 you know kind of show off as as the tournament wore on and get more comfortable with the puck. Um, and that overtime in the championship game, like your shifts, just great to see. You know how like you at 18 right now, I think, or 17 to be out there in that moment on the big stage in the big rink um, and and have no nerves or at least not show it. Um, it was really awesome to see and awesome to see you guys pull it out. I don't care, Dwayne, if we're Americans, it was fun. No, to see it, I was, I, I was happy to see Canada win. I'm not going to lie, man. Like, I mean, we're not, let's adjust the big elephant in the room. A lot of people in here in Buffalo are watching you, Owen. We're, we're really impressed. We're really happy with what we see. And we're, you know, we're excited to see what comes on draft day and, you know, watching you in the world championships, uh, you know, you had Galan, I believe to, uh, uh, Bear was on the bench with you too, uh, Tarini, yeah. Correct? Yeah, yeah, we we had we had uh we had Bear on the show with us a while back. Great guy, uh, friend of the program, um, unbelievable guy. You know, we're real happy for him that he got uh, that job in Arizona. Well, well deserved. You know, before they made the decision for Granado here, he was at the top of my list for uh, the coaching position here in Buffalo. I just I feel like he does such a good job with your particular that age group. You know, with with uh, how he developed like guys like Marco Rossi and Jack Quinn, just their most recent examples uh, with Ottawa at the 67s and how he brought them along. And just, you see his consistency uh, in his coaching resume at the pro level, most more specifically the junior level throughout his career and just see, you know, you know, how he's able to communicate with your age group specifically. And just what was it like having those two guys behind your bench, Gallant and Torini, two guys who are just, in my opinion, especially Torini, just coaching juggernauts. Um, yeah, I, I think both of them were, were unreal coaches. And I think especially for me, um, 
they did they did a really good job of just kind of um, give me the confidence and let me go out and, and play my game. So um, obviously they they would say stuff to me when when uh, things needed to be said or, or they saw something in the game. But I think for the most part they they kind of just said go out there, play your game, and, and don't don't be don't be afraid to make make mistakes. So um, I think being being a young guy in that tournament, I think that that kind of confidence in them um, definitely helped me can continue to grow throughout the tournament. And I think you saw it in that game against uh, the Russian or ROC, right, where uh, you were named player of the game, right? Um, 24 minutes on, on ice, right, on the big ice. And, and you really looked comfortable with the pill on your stick, um, making plays, you know, great first passes. Your gaps were good. You played with that jam. Um, if, I, if I had to ask you for, for somebody that, you know, might be blind or, or can't, has never seen you play before, how would you describe the way you play your game? Um, yeah, I, I think my biggest attribute is, is my hockey sense. I think, um, that's probably my, my most important part of my game is when I'm thinking, thinking, well, uh, I think I'm playing well. So, um, I just think I'm, I'm someone who's real solid, uh, in, in all areas of the ice and, um, someone who mo moves the puck really well. So I think I'm someone that, that could log a lot of minutes and, and be trusted in every situation. Awesome answer. One, 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 thing, one thing I noticed, too, in your game, um, you know, everybody loves a good puck-moving defense, which you are. You're great. For a kid your size and your skating ability, it's, you know, it's extremely hard to find. And I've always said there's one thing you can't teach is size. And you have a good pair of boots on a kid your size. Great I mean, pair of boots on them, Dwayne. Great pair of boots, yes. And one, one, one thing I did notice, too, is you're so you're, – you're, you're, you don't pressure yourself to feel like you have to always move the puck up yourself. You're not afraid to make those short passes to your wingers, or your center, and let them – and have trust in them to move the puck up the ice. That's another thing I loved about your game watching you over the past year because, again, obviously we're, we're, we're keeping an eye on, on guys like you and here in Buffalo. And just like that's one thing that really stood out to me is you just never really felt that pressure to just push it up yourself. You were willing to have trust in your forward group to, uh, to do that job for you. Um. Yeah, I, I think, I think for sure, definitely. I'm just someone that that just if I see a play, I make it. So um, I think it's a lot of times whether or not guys are in good good positions to to make plays after I make make the pass. So um, I think I, I have the ability to to read read the the opposing team well and um, put my teammates in in good spots where they they get favorable pucks and um, are able to make plays off of it. I, I have. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. Oh, yeah, you, you know, you mentioned that the, the staff at the, the World Championships really gave you the opportunity to play with confidence. Uh, I was just curious to know, like, was there any sort of adjustment period that you felt? You know, you're, you're speaking quite a bit about, you know, obviously playing confidence with the puck and, and having a lot of confidence in your game. But in terms of that level up to, at the World Championships, did you feel that there was an adjustment period for you or were you feeling like you were pretty well up to speed right from the get-go? Um, I, th I thought I was pretty well up to speed. Um, and we, we had, I think, three days of practice, and um, in those practices, I, I thought I had three really good practices. So um, kind of going into the first game, I, I was pretty confident. I, I didn't know how much exactly I was going to play, so um, I was just kind of waiting in confidence or waiting for my for my number to be called and then um, ended up going, going out and just playing confident. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, building on that, right, like – 
I think you saw it as the tournament went on and you played with, with, with Troy quite a bit, right? And playing with a guy like that, it seems to, to, you talked about your hockey sense and being in the right spot. The one thing I noticed against, you know, playing against guys like Drew Doughty and Petrangelo and Ellis uh, are the best that I've ever played against. And I see a lot of that in your game is just being able to put your partner in good spots consistently, right? And, and being able to read the ice. And I think that's something you do tremendously well. And it's only going to serve you well as you, as you make, you know, your way back either into the in NCAA or, or the NHL. But, but back to that, that final game, um, what, what's it like when the big ice three on three, right? Like five on five is, 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 is tough enough. Um, you, you had played a ton in that game too, going into it. Um, I think you, you played the 10 minutes in the third, um, and then, you know, like in, into that overtime, I played with Connor Brown's brother, Jeff, in Windsor. And so I know uh, Breeze to Grease. So I was really happy to see him there on the winning goal. But what was that? What was that like um, three on three on the big ice? Um, yeah, I, for, for three on three, honestly, I don't think there's that much of a difference um, with the big ice. I think three on three, normal ice, you're, you're a lot of its perimeter and you're trying to get to the middle and, um, the team's kind of just preventing you going from the middle. So I think it's kind of the same thing on the big ice. It's it's still perimeter and um, teams are, are not really trying to allow you to, to get to the middle. So um, obviously you, you could go out wider um, and just be more out of position to, to score or whatever. But um, I think the offensively and defensively, it's kind of the same concepts in, in what you're trying to do. You know, the, the, a lot of like we, we, you'll hear in the media a fair bit, you know, the idea that the kind of the fun and the spontaneity of three on threes getting coached out of the game was was there and without besmirching the coaching staff at, at, at the Worlds. But was there a fair bit of, um, you know, were they kind of putting the handcuffs on you guys at all when it came to three on three or were they willing to let you guys open it up, um, you know, if and when you got there? Um, no, I mean, they just said kind of go out and play. Um, I think three on threes, it's. It's pretty hard to sit back and just play defensive. I don't think there's any way you could win if you're doing that. So um, I think you got to got to go and um, take risks. Obviously, not super risky ones, but I think um, just go out there and, and try and make plays. So um, I wouldn't say they they held us back at all mm -hmm. with with the overtime. I think it was just kind of go out there and and try and win. And I think you saw that right away, and maybe it was your first shift. Um, you made a play from below the goal line that might have hit a stick or a skate that bounced in front, and I, Coops was there to make a good play, right? But talking about that offensive mentality, right? You have to have that, like you said, or, or else you know you're going to end up playing to lose, right? So it was fun to see the way you guys attacked that overtime period um, and, and get the win. Um, I, I had one more question before I kicked it back over to you guys, Dwayne and Chris. Going back to your, your college debut and having that three-point game uh, with, with two goals against Arizona State, take me back through that. What was that like, you know, put, first time putting on the, the, the blue and maize – or sorry, the maize and blue and, and, and um, you know, play, playing in your first collegiate game uh, with the boys? Um, yeah, I, I think that was definitely a pretty special game also. Um, I think I scored my first my first college goal in that game, and um, we obviously we had a big win. So I think that was another game where um, I didn't really know what to expect going into the game. I didn't know much about Arizona, and then um, just when I when I got into the game and 
was able to kind of get a point pretty early on. It was, um, I think, pretty good and, and was able to settle me down pretty quickly. Awesome. One one of the things I want to I want to rewind it back a little bit. Um, and I think it was Chris brought it up earlier about like you know the differences between um, you know going from the USHL the, the the structure of that compared to the D1 college. You know like you know how did this, how did the COVID world kind of affect that for you this past year? Like you know what you know, what kind of things were you able to do? Weren't you able to do? You know, and are you looking forward to those restrictions obviously being removed? You know, so you can finally just have just a simple workout or a lunch with your teammates. Um, yeah, we were, we were lucky where we were kind of able to work out as a team and or not full as a team, but I think you never really work out full as a team. There's, um, I think three groups just in whatever one you could, you could make with your classes. That's what you're in. So, um, but we were able to, to eat dinner at the rink with, with the whole team. So, uh, we were lucky in that, in that sense where other, I think other teams probably weren't allowed to, but, um, well, away from the rink, we, we only saw like teammates, no one else really. So that was, I think, probably the biggest difference is uh, we weren't weren't allowed going out or seeing anyone else really. What's the one thing you're looking forward to most next year on campus? Um, be honest. I mean, if you could say playing in front of fans or like going no, to see no, not non hockey related, can't be hockey related. Just not, what's the one thing you're looking forward to most about just being a college student. Huh. Um, you can be honest, man. This is two goalies, one mic, completely unfiltered. Let's go. Fire me yeah, up. Yeah, I don't like. <laughs> like I don't. Some people would say classes in person, but like I honestly prefer them online. It was, I think, a lot easier. Um, but like I said, a, a football game, I think, would probably be the coolest that's thing. A good answer. That's a good that's, answer. That's on my bucket list too. Like I said, I, I we're gonna take my dad, and, and we've been waiting for Michigan to to have a, a good squad. Just so you know, we're not walking out of there and and, and getting chirped by my, my dad, uh, the OSU chance. Um, but yeah, the, that's it's just a, it's a fun, you know, Ann Arbor is just a fun place to be. Um, I, I'm I, I can't wait for you to get to experience that right with with fans. I think we all saw it with the, the NHL players in the bubble last year, right? Like you felt for them because we've all been a part of that team, like not having team meals together, right? Like not having to be able to go to that routine. I think that's all garbage. Like anyone who said that, that not this past cup, but the cup, even this last cup, you know, anyone who says that, oh, that's not a real win. That's not, listen, go through what those guys had to go through being away from their families, not having really any normalcy or structure in their day-to-day lives while they're in that bubble. Like, I'm sorry, man. I, I give them all the credit in the world. That's just as tough, if not tougher, than going through a normal 82-game schedule and a normal structured playoff. Because, again, man, like, it's not like you can go home to your kids after a bad game and just, like, hug your son or hug your wife or anybody. No, you just go back to your hotel and you stew on it, man. Like, I give them all the credit in the world. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I thought last year's cup was probably the hardest one, in my opinion. Hundred percent. I couldn't agree more with you. I, and I and I look forward for all the hockey players. I, I coach a lot of youth hockey, um, and and being and seeing seeing the kids back on the ice together in, in big groups and the smiles. Right, like the return to normalcy is awesome. And and I'm I'm excited to see what's next for you, Owen. Like I said, I think I I speak on behalf of all in Buffalo. When when we when we say we're behind you, no matter what happens, we'd love to see you here. Um, you, you got so much talent. 
Um, you know, but one, one question I had is going back to your time, because um, we have a lot of, you know, younger hockey players that listen to the show. Um, and, and one thing I, I try to tell the kids is, is to become a student of the game, right? It, you know, we watch the game as a little kid, as a fan, but as you start to become a pro, you become a student. Who are some of the guys that you tried to model your game after or that, that you like to watch as, uh, as you were progressing through the GTHL or even the USHL? Um, yeah, I mean, the biggest guy for me, I think all throughout and especially now is probably Hedman. Uh, I just think he's probably the best defenseman in the world right now. And, um, we, we got similar attributes with, with their size and, um, the, the way we play. So I think, um, he's kind of the biggest guy who, if he's on it, I try and watch, but I think really just any, any of the top D, um, in the league, I, if they're playing, I, I try and turn on the TV and just pick, pick stuff from their game and, and put it into my game. One thing I noticed there with, with you and Hedman, I know a lot of people have talked about it, but, you know, the, the patience and the deception um, throughout your guys' game is, is what sticks out for me, right? Being able to make a quick first pass, knowing when to jump in the play, but also playing with that jam and, and that speed that Dwayne talked about. So I think that's a great answer, and, and I'm just grateful that, that you're able to say that for the kids that are listening. So, um, you know, obviously fun to see him win a cup. Um, what's, what's it feel like to – to, to potentially, you know, in a year, two years, whenever it is, being able to play against a guy like that, you know, like what what's that? You excited for that? You have that jam in you still? Uh, yeah, I think definitely excited. I think you always want to play against the top guys. Um, so I think just really all, all the top guys, um, I think when I have the opportunity to, to play against them, I think I'm, it's going to be pretty cool. And um Probably pretty eye-opening. Coming up to the draft, every little kid's dream, right? Um, I went through it three times and didn't hear my name called. Um, but, you know, obviously that's not going to happen for Put you. Put the yearbook away, dude. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Put it away. Cut, like, cut the cord, every Corey. single episode, cord. dude, it's just like, dude, uh, oh, and like we get an OHL episode, like story or the highlight reel from Cully every single yeah, episode. I haven't, he I haven't brought to, up Flint. I haven't brought up Flint, so I'm going to take credit listen. for that. Thank listen, you very right. much. Yeah, listen, okay. dude. Like, put it away. Put the yearbook I, away. I was just put it in the closet. The Nobody man, cares. Jesus, teeing right. up the young man for the most special night of his life. Yeah. You know, if but, he's looking forward to it, if he's nervous about it, if he's not thinking about it, um, is it in the back of your mind? Is it something that, you know, you're looking forward to? You're hoping you're happy happy to have it over? You know, what's, what's going through your head for that? Um. Yeah, I think definitely looking forward to it. Um, but I think also just kind of want to get it over with. So, um, I mean, it's been something that I think every kid who plays hockey dreams of. Um, Feel it, Dwayne. That <laughs> so, so it's definitely exciting. But at the same time, I think there's um, there's been a lot that's kind of leading up that I've had to do with it. And um, I think it will be nice to kind of take a little break when, once the draft's over and um, kind of relax and just have to worry about um, my training and continue to get better. You know, you mentioned, uh, you know, earlier, you know, growing up in Mississauga, having a backyard rink and all that, and obviously played in a one of the, if not the most premier minor leagues, uh, as Cully mentioned with the GTHL. The so G. at what point did, did you, you know, kind of get the feeling that, you know, that hockey was going to be able to take you places? I don't necessarily mean, you know, knowing that you were going to be an NHL player per se, but, you know, that it was going to take you to a high level 
whether that be, you know, again, whether that's the CHL, a college education, you know, you name it. But, you know, at what point did you did you kind of catch on to that, that being an opportunity that was presenting itself to you? Um, yeah, I probably would say, like, my minor major year because um, you, you have the OHL draft um, that year. And um, that's about the time where I think school started kind of looking at me and, and, and talking to me. So um, I think that was kind of when I, I realized that, I, I may be able to, to get signed out of hockey. And um, yeah, I think for sure that year, maybe the year before, but I think definitely my minor major year. Yeah. And so was it a tough call for you? You know, you obviously got, you got picked by Flint. You're getting off of some schools. How, how difficult was that process between you and your family to, to make that call to go, to go the NCAA route over, uh, over the CHL? Um, I, I didn't find it too difficult. Like I, I felt like, um, that's kind of what I, what I wanted to do. Um, I think, uh, when, when I, when I looked at both options, college was the one that, that I, I thought was a lot better for, for me. So, um, when, when the time came where I had to, to make a decision, I, I think it was pretty easy for, for me and, and my family with us just. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that. Cause I, I thought it was the, I thought it was decided for you after you were a dash six in the OHL cup. I thought the the league didn't want anything to do with you, so um, I'm just kidding with you, buddy. Um, what was that? What was that like going into there? Did you know who was going to take in in the OHL draft? Did you tell teams that you weren't going? Um, and and did, like playing in the OHL Cup, um, obviously a great tournament, and then right into U17s. What was that like? Did we lose him? Yeah, he looks frozen. Oh, I thought he was just mad at me because I, I tripped him <laughs> in the basket. I would have been oh, mad no. at you too. All right. Hopefully you get it just for a few more minutes. Yeah, we'll wrap it up here when we get him back. Oh, that was great. Oh, yeah, he's going to pop back in. That was funny. <laughs> His face was just blank. Like, it was just I like how – so bad. It was like just like how dare you say that. <laughs> like, fuck you, Cully. I'll, I'll score <laughs> fucking from the far blue on you, bud. Will too. Oh my god! No, that was a good question, Chris. Um, just to see, you know, like like you go back and, and and talk about the players that played in the GTHL, right? It was amazing. Like Dwayne, and I'm not talking about me, but you look in the OHL every year, and it's like seventy percent of the league, right? And and and, and these kids, right? They, they play against mm-hmm. each other their whole life uh, in that league, so. Um, I wonder. It would, would have, in, a, in another life, it would have been fun to to, to play there, and uh, the <laughs> yeah. wild, wild west of the GTHL. Man, I just I wish I would have just been able to play a higher level hockey. Just in general, I just you know I I, I all all those stories you guys tell you know and I'm like guests on the show and you show that's what I want the most. It's not even I could have been. Oh, he's looking for his charger. Uh, I, I could have been an absolute dog shit goalie, man. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't even care. Like, I was I just, a dog shit goalie. Yeah, I'll, I, I, you said it, not me. Um, but I, I, I just wanted to be able to experience just the off the ice stuff, the camaraderie with teammates, just like going out with the boys, just like you know, just having a good time, and just being, you know, being having that full on experience of being like a college or a junior hockey player. I didn't start playing until I was 12, 13 years old, yeah. man. It was, you know, goalie was an expensive position, and I had to like beg my dad to finally get me after like, two years to finally get me involved with it. And 
You know, those mechanics, you, you, Chris, you, you guys know, those mechanics you want to develop, you want to develop them at an early age, not when you're 13 mm. years old. You're already starting that late as it is. Yeah. No, we had, I remember my senior year, we uh, we, we opened, like, our second semester, we opened, we got permission to come into school early. And so, we, like, me and my buddies all lived in the house, and we had, like, three freshmen living with us for the first, you know, week, the last week and a half of winter break. And it was, like, one of the best parts of, parts of playing when we were in school, like, Go, we go to the rink two days just to get back in shape from, from winter break and like no school or anything like that was the best. Just being with the boys, you know what I mean? Like whether it's training camp or like, um, like you said, the two a days, um, being around them. And that's, you know, going back to what we said about, you know, what the, what the, what the players have gone through this year. Sorry, Owen, I thought you were frozen in your Dude, face. So mad after was, I, I asked if you were a dash six at the OHL Cup. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you caught that too, but like no. he he chirped you a little bit, but then your face was just frozen, and your the, the the facial expression was just like you piece of shit. How dare you? Like and Cully yeah. was just like, oh my god, I think I just offended. I just think I just offended him. Now he's definitely going back to school. Yeah. No, I, I, I wish, I wish I heard the question because probably he'll tell you it again. I'll, I'll, I'll repeat it. I said, um, you know, that you we're talking about, you know, your decision whether Flint or or, or the NCA route, and I said, uh, I thought the decision was made for you after you went dash six at the OHL Cup, and and the league didn't want you. Um, but obviously, just kidding. Um, you know, you 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 played against. We were talking about it off the air. There, the you know. Some guys are even probably in the league here because I know you played up a little bit, right, in the G. Um, some guys are playing in the national um, that you played against. And it, it's just it, – it's the wild, wild west, right? Like uh, you're playing against the best of the best. And and um, just, I mean, kind of just teeing off of that, right? Um, yeah, sorry. You're talking about the G, just the yeah, league kind of? the G. Um, just playing yeah, against I, guys that are now in the league or having success in the OHL or th that are going to be with you on draft night, right? Yeah, I, I think um, – well, I think most of them got drafted last year just because I'm a late birthday and um, most of them weren't. So I, I thought – I think just watching the last draft was pretty cool, um, seeing guys that I, I've grown up playing against um, and, and playing with getting drafted. And then um, even this year just seeing, seeing guys that – that again, I, I played against and, and grew up with um, making debuts in the NHL and, and playing in the NHL. Well, you, you've worked your whole life, and, and and you know everybody that 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 talks about you that that has been played with you speaks about your work ethic and your character, and 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 you know the 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 type of person you are, right? And somebody that would go through a wall for his teammates, and and, and somebody that that you know you, you would want standing next to you in a war, right? Um, my, my last question for you, bud, was what was that first feeling like putting on, on the red and black and white uh, for, for Canada, you know, growing up in in, in the in Mississauga, right? You know, everybody's dream is to play, whether it's the 17s or the 20s, right, or, or, or the world championships. What was that feeling like? Um, yeah, I think. That was unbelievable. I think my first time was was at the U seventeen tournament. I think um, it's again it's just a dream come true. I think every Canadian kid um, wants to play for the country. So um, 
I think when when I was able to do that, it's just an, an unbelievable feeling. Um, I think I got I got the same feeling again when when I put it on at the the World Championships this year. It's kind of the same um, same type feeling where you you're just so proud and honored to to be able to wear it. Right, well one, said. Well, it's two last quick questions for me. On that backyard rink you grew up playing on, every kid did this, right? We all wear our favorite players' jerseys. We all went through, especially when we're yay tall or whatever, we're always, like, picturing in our heads, scoring that big goal, throwing our arms in the air, Gordon Bombay in it, Charlie Conway, whatever, you know, you know, from Mighty Ducks. And uh, just who were you? Who like who like whose jersey were you wearing? What what player were you emulating, and who were you scoring on? Uh, I was definitely Crosby. Of course you um, were. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know who who I would have been scoring on though. That's that's a tough one, but a hundred a hundred percent Crosby, and probably just scoring on any goalie I could think of. Any goalie you could think of, man. Yeah. I mean, it was a heartbreaker when he scored on Miller. Two different occasions, Winter Classic and Win the Gold, man. That really, yeah. I, that really, that really, you know, that's a sore subject here in Buffalo. But uh, I was actually present at the Winter Classic, the very first one they ever did. And watching that shootout directly behind Miller, man, that was a heartbreaker. Absolute, absolute heartbreaker. But uh, la my last question for you, buddy, is, you know, when you're decompressing, dude, just away from the rink, away from hockey, like, what are you watching on Netflix? What movies are you watching? What are you snacking on? Like, what, what like, Owen Power, just a kid. Like, what are you doing? Like, what's what's your life like? Yeah, I mean, everyone always asks me what what Netflix or movies I watch, but honestly, I'm not like a big like TV or, or movie guy. Okay. So I, don't, I don't really watch much. If I'm, if I'm not watching like hockey, I'll, I'll probably and I'm watching TV. I'll turn on another sport, um, basketball or, or baseball or football or whatever. How do you feel about um, the finals? A basketball? Yeah. I, I honestly haven't haven't been following it that much. Oh um, no way! Oh yeah, I mean, it's it's weird, man. LeBron's not in the finals, you know. Like what the heck, you know? First time, oh it is first time in a decade. But like, it's just like you're so used to seeing that guy in the finals in somebody's jersey. First time in a long time. Yeah, no, I like I, I follow the scores and stuff, but I haven't really watched any of the games. Sat down and watched them. So, are you a golfer? Uh yeah, big time. Big time. Big time I'm not golfer. very good, but I, I try and play as much as I can. Or what's your what's your handicap? Uh, probably around a ten. Around a ten? Yeah. Not a big deal. You're kicking the shit out of me. I'm not going golfing with him. That's for sure. Coley right. shooting 120. Not I'll a drive, big deal. Dude, I'll, dude, I'll drive. I'll drive the cart. I don't care. You know, I'll, just, I'll drive the cart. You know, I'll be your chauffeur. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not competing with a ten handicap. My last question for you, in, in, in another life where, you know, let's just say hockey doesn't exist or you never got introduced to it, uh, what is Owen Power's profession? What does he go to school for? What would he be doing? Um, I think definitely another sport. Um, well, so what, what, what was your second sport? You See, I, like I, I'd want to play on the, on the PGA Tour, but like – Love it. I'm not even close to being good enough. So the most realistic one would probably be playing like in the in lacrosse league, um, the pro lacrosse league or whatever. But uh, did you grow up playing box at all? Yeah, I actually yeah. like box way better than field. Oh, box is awesome. Okay. The similarities are You uh, 
do you uh who's who's your most hated athlete? That was the only question I'd ask. Who do you hate the most? Any athlete across the board, hockey and any other sport, who do you hate and who would you hate to play against? Uh I mean I think the guy that I dislike the most is probably uh LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> not not a big fan of him at all, but um Great answer. For for someone I, I wouldn't want to play against is I don't. I don't know. You, you could say Jordan or, or like Tiger, um, or do you mean hockey for that question? It doesn't matter. You know, it, it, you're you're an athlete in that sport. Who are you not lining up against? Yeah, I think for basketball, for sure, I don't want to go against Jordan. Um, so, you, so you watch the Last Dance, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, like, I like this kid. I like this kid. He's already he's already an ace in my book. All right. But hey, listening to the stories of, of how Jordan took the time to learn different languages to shit talk players, right? <laughs> like that for me, like, no, that's a huge part of it, right? Oh, it's like, great. And and he threw guys off his game and, and rest in peace, Kobe. Like he, he did the same stuff, right? When you hear those stories, I always I love it, right? Larry Bird was the same way. Yeah. These guys were competitors, right? And, and and the guys, the spin chiglets guys call it tummy sticks, and you see it a lot, but like I miss that. I miss that hatred. Fuck, it's a war, right? Like for 60 minutes, like I'm gonna make your life miserable. So the last dance was was so was so fun to watch. And, and hear the stories of how Jordan would just get inside everybody's head. Uh, I loved it. Rent free. There was a story about the game that like nobody ever saw where they all played each other. The dream team played each other. But we yeah. have a guy named Christian Leitner. I think his name is Christian Leitner. I don't know if you guys know. Uh, yeah, he's you know, from Buffalo. He's from Buffalo. Well, he was on that team. And like he was sitting on the bench the entire time. And every time he wanted to try up and get up into the game, they're like, "No, dude, sit down. You're not. You're not involved in this at all." So, like, our one like for when it comes to basketball, like Christian Leitner, I know he comes on our local radio stations a lot. You know, whenever he brings his camp to town. But so, like, his one, you know, our one claim to fame, you know, that guy, you know, he was on that team. So, like, nah, get on the bench. We want nothing to do with you, man. Like Magic versus Jordan, man. Then, then too. It was that. That's what it was all about. Yeah. No, so definitely. I know we've taken up a lot of your time. My last question: uh, Are you a very vocal guy on the ice? You chirp? No, I don't say anything. So <laughs> now I know you didn't get to play against Maddie, um, your teammate at, at school. Um, you know, because he was hurt, he was out there for warm it, warm it, uh, warmies. But had you played against each other and lined up for like a like a off a offside face off or a PK face off, what what would what would that interaction would have been? Would he have chirped at you, or would you have, you know, maybe give him a little tap on the back of the foot, or, or how would that have went? Um, yeah, I think – I don't even know if he chirps that much, but I think someone would have said something and probably a little, little whack to the top of the foot or the back of the leg. But, um, yeah, I'm not someone that that's really says much. I'm, I'm not quick enough to, to come up with good chirps, so I just kind of keep my mouth shut. Well, lucky, lucky for you, your boots and and your and your mitts and everything else about your game is 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 elite and fast. So you don't need to to use to use your mouth. But um, no, it's been it's been fun talking with you, man. Um, I, I, Buffalo's behind you. We're we're big big fans of yours. I appreciate you taking the time to answer my questions. I wish you nothing but the best, man. Um, and, and go blue. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any more questions, but just wanted to thank you again, Owen, for your time and. And, and the example that you're setting for all the young players out there that aspire to be, 
you know, you know, whether it's college athletes, OHL athletes, or oh professional athletes. Oh my God! Athletes. Here we go. He yeah. always, he always gives his little. You're an inspiration. You're this. You're that. Oh my God! How many how many kids are going to be wearing Owen Power jerseys in the next five oh, years? I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm just giving you. Walk, shit, I'm just giving you shit. I'm just giving you shit. You need a count out, Chris. You got anything, bud? No, no, no. I'm I'm all good. All right. Uh, one last thing, man. Before we all let you go. Uh, you got to promise me once you get, in the, you know, if and when we ever get a chance to meet, whether you're a Buffalo Sabre or you're, you're, you're in Buffalo pumping a few past us, uh, you got to let the guys from Two Goalies, one Mike, buy you uh, your, your first uh, chicken, chicken wing dinner <laughs> all with right, blue cheese. Good. Absolutely. We'll take you. The best thing, the best about all, you don't go to Anchor Bar. You don't go to Duff's as much as good as those places are. You go to the hole in the wall places. That's where you get your best wings, man. Don't let anyone tell you different. All right. All right. Everybody, this has been episode 68 of Two Goalies, One Mike. Thank you to Owen Power for joining us. Dude, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you to Chris Ostrander for joining us as well. Uh, from two in the box podcast, go check it out. Uh, and you know, we will talk to you guys next week.